0: It is amazing to me that someone who has been in ministry for 21 years and has been here for 11 years, uh, I, I've, uh, I've always told you that I'll be honest with you, uh, for 11 years I've been very honest with you from this stage uh, about my own faults and shortcomings and the ways that I fall short, and it is amazing to me that uh, after 37 years of being a Christian that I can have such little faith sometimes. And I know that sounds like a strange way to start a message. It seems like a strange way to say, you know, I'm terrible at being a Christian sometimes. And maybe you're thinking the same thing. Maybe you think, you know what, my own faith falters from time to time. And my own uh, journey is is a difficult one. Uh, I admire people who have really strong faith all the time. Uh, The people that you talk with and they're just like, yep, confident, know exactly, yep, every, yep. And uh, I admire people like that, and I wish that I could be more like that sometimes. Uh, But I do struggle with times of of fear, uh, times of doubt. Is God going to provide for me and my family? Is God going to take care of me? Uh, Is God going to provide for my needs? I I struggle with that from time to time. Anybody here? Am I the only one? Okay, there are hands. Oh, praise the Lord. I worry that if no hands go up, then I'm going to be talking to myself for the next 27 minutes. Um, I wish I could be like Peter, like like in the boat right and when jesus is walking on the water out to the to the boat and uh the disciples are in the boat and they're they're terrified because they think he's a ghost but he's not a ghost he's jesus and and he says take courage it is i and uh peter says lord if it's you tell me to come to you on the waves jesus says one word he says come and what does peter do he jumps out of the boat and lands on the water and he walks on the water out to jesus what incredible faith, what what strong faith he must have had, I mean, to, to say, to go, yeah, I can do this. I can walk on these waves. And then the Bible says that Peter saw something. He saw the wind and the waves, and he immediately began to sink. I think that's the part of Peter that I am more like sometimes, that I see the wind and the waves, and I start to sink. And I love what The Bible says, right in that moment, it says that Jesus immediately reached down and picked him up and pulled him back up. And so, I know this, that even in my moments when I'm sinking in doubt, Jesus won't let me down, and he won't let me drown. And it's the same for you. Jesus won't let you down, and he won't let you drown. And I love what Jesus says to him very quietly, I think. I don't think he yelled it. I don't think he shouted it. I don't think he, you know, yelled at Peter. He just said, why did you doubt? Why were you so afraid? You were doing so well. Why did you doubt? And I think Jesus pulls us aside when we have those moments of fear and doubt. He says, why are you doubting? Haven't I always taken care of you before? You were doing so well. Don't you know that I can continue to provide for your every need? Yeah, I look at the times in Scripture where Jesus talks to his disciples or to somebody else and says these words. He says, O ye of little faith. And I think he's talking to me sometimes. O me of little faith. And maybe for you, maybe it's the same way. And we all can look at Jesus and hear him say, and we just look at him and say, oh, we of little faith. The having faith is hard sometimes. Having faith can be difficult sometimes. Knowing that God is going to provide, whether it be physically, emotionally, or spiritually, trusting in God to provide for our needs isn't always easy. And when we fall short, and when our faith falters, when we start to sink beneath the waves instead of dancing on them, that's when we kind of feel guilty and ashamed. But I don't think Jesus wants us to feel that way. I think he wants to say to each and every one of us, stop doubting and believe. Know that I've got you, and that I will take care of you and I will provide for you, because I am your good shepherd. Today we're going to continue on in the series we started last week on the 23rd Psalm. I was talking with my wife last night, and she's like, why are you preaching this right now? <laughs> I said, you know, we've had some tough series this year. Uh, we preached, uh, went through the book of Galatians, and that was a really tough series, and it was hard-hitting, and it was really deep, and it was really difficult, and then And then we had a series right before this called Even If, and it's about those times in our lives where we're afraid that God's not going to come through and that even if He doesn't, that we're still going to praise Him. Even if He doesn't do what we think He should, we're still going to honor Him. Even if things don't go the way we wish they would, we're still going to love Him and still going to worship Him. And I said, you know, I I needed to preach something that was a little more on the encouraging side. And for my own soul, I need this. I need to be reminded that my shepherd is there and my shepherd loves me and my shepherd's gonna provide for me. And maybe that's what you need and maybe that's why you're here today is you need those words of encouragement. And that's what today's message is all about. Last week we started this series with just the first five words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And we talked about how God is our good shepherd and Jesus is our good shepherd and how He will protect us and provide for us and take care of us because we're like sheep. And I said last week that the reason that God calls us sheep over and over and over again throughout Scripture is because sheep are dumb. And we can be dumb too. Amen? Amen. That's a hearty amen for, for that statement. But yeah, we can be. And, and sheep lose their way. We lose our way. Sheep get lost, we get lost. God calls us sheep, but He says He's not going to leave us alone. He is the shepherd who goes after the sheep. He is the shepherd who pursues the sheep. He is the shepherd who provides and protects the sheep. So today we're going to uh, look at the next part of Psalm 23, the last half of verse 1 and all of verse 2. And we're going to see how your shepherd provides. And we're going to read it together. I want to read it out loud together. Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. We're going to put it on the screen if you would read this with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Famous words, right? Comforting words. This is a psalm that comforts us in the most difficult and hardest days of our lives. In Psalm 23, verse uh, 1, I like the way the New Living Translation puts this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. And it's true. When when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want, it's what he means, I have all that I need. Now, when it comes to our needs, there's a difference between the things we need and the things we want. See, there's things that I want. I want a new cell phone. Oh, do I want a new cell phone? I'm a gadget guy, okay? And so I'm like, as soon as my uh, eligibility is up for to get a new cell phone, I'm like waiting in line at the Verizon store. Give me another Google phone, please. May I have another Google phone? Do I need a new cell phone? No, my cell phone works just fine. But I want one. Even if it costs me thousands of dollars, it doesn't cost me thousands, but hundreds and hundreds of dollars, I still want it but I don't need it. Uh, Fast food, for example. You know, I want fast food. I love fast food. You know, McDonald's, Arby's, Taco Bell, I'll stop. Um, But I love fast food. Do I need it? No. Thank you. No. (laughs) No. Nobody needs fast food. But we want it, right? We want it. Because it's easy, it's convenient. And it... It's horrible for us, yet it tastes good for some reason. Isn't that funny that the worst things for us are the things that taste the best? I don't get that. Why can't kale taste like chocolate chip cookies? (laughs) But it doesn't. It doesn't. In all seriousness, there are things that we want, and and that's when we get into trouble, is when we spend more time focusing on the things we want and less time focusing on the ways that our shepherd provides for our needs. And our shepherd does. He provides for our needs. He takes such good care of us. He provides for every single one of our needs over and over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I may not get all that I want. I may not get all that I desire. But I have all that I need. And if I will learn to be content and if I will learn to be satisfied with the Lord providing for my needs, I'll care less and less about the wants. And it's better for me financially. It's better for me spiritually. It's better for me emotionally. It's better for me physically. If I would learn to be content with the way the Lord has provided for my needs. So how does the Lord provide for our needs? I believe he provides for our needs in three ways. He provides for our needs physically. He provides for our needs emotionally. And he provides for our needs spiritually. And we see that in verse 2. In verse 2, David says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, when he makes me lie down in green pastures, this indicates two kinds of ways that the Lord provides for our needs. First, he provides physically. Uh, A sheep eats what? Grass, right? That's what they eat. And so when David says that the Lord makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me to these places of lush pasture where I have all that I need to eat. And it's true. God provides for all of our physical needs. Food, clothing, shelter, God takes care of those needs. If we'll trust him and, and, and put our faith in him, God will provide for those needs. And so when he says, the Lord leads me to these lush pastures, to these green pastures, he's saying that the Lord's going to provide for my physical needs. And, and we should pray for our physical needs. I believe that. Uh, in, the, in the Lord's prayer, Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 11. He said, give us today our daily bread. In other words, it's okay to pray for yourself for your daily bread i've heard people say before i can't pray for myself i feel so selfish if i pray for myself don't god said jesus said in the the lord's prayer give us today our daily bread lord provide for my needs today and don't get so focused on the future don't get so focused on tomorrow or the day after the day after we'll talk about this in just a minute but don't get so focused on the things of the future that you forget about today Live in this moment, live today, trusting God to provide for your needs today. And he will provide for your physical needs today. But he also provides for our emotional needs. Not only does it mean that when he says he he makes me lie down in green pastures, it doesn't just mean that he, he feeds me, that he leads me to places where I can eat, but he leads me to places where I can rest. Let's face it, we live in a world that does not rest. We do not stop. We go, 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 go. And we are so stressed out. We are too stressed to rest. Anybody feel that way today? Where you're so stressed out that you can't even rest. And I know some of you do because we're friends on Facebook. And I wake up in the morning. So I wake up in the morning about 5.30 every day. And one of the first things I do is I I, I record a little video, a little daily devotional video. Anybody see my videos? A funny story, um, uh, yesterday I'm walking to breakfast and uh, I, I turn the corner to walk to the to Corner Cafe and I see uh, someone running down the street um, and I'm like, she is going to overtake me because I do not run. And uh, so I'm walking down the street and I hear footsteps getting louder and uh, she runs by me, I'm like, you go girl! And, uh, you know, good morning, and same thing. Uh, and uh, she runs by me and uh, she's like, you shoot those videos in the morning. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're the pastor. I'm like, I'm a pastor. And uh, <laughs> you kind of got to be on your, <laughs> you don't know who knows you <laughs> when you put out videos on the Facebook. Uh, but uh, so I shoot that little video every morning. Um, and then I start scrolling through Facebook like many of you do. And uh, start going through. And, and it's amazing to me how many of you are up all night because you can't sleep. And I know why. Because you're so stressed out. And you're so filled with worry and fear that it's keeping you up at night. And you're too stressed to rest. And wouldn't it be great? I mean, wouldn't it be great just to take some time and to actually rest? That's what the Good Shepherd does. He leads you to a place where you can rest. Are you following your shepherd? are you following your shepherd? Because he's going to lead you to a place where you can rest. Jesus said uh, in Matthew 11, 29, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Doesn't that sound great? That Jesus is not here to stress you out. He's not here to give you stress. He's here to give you rest. And he wants to give you rest today. So turn over that stress to Jesus. Let him meet that emotional need that you have for rest. And then in the the second part of verse 2, he says, He leads me beside quiet waters. David says, He leads me beside quiet waters. And I I see this as kind of a a way that Jesus provides for our spiritual needs. When you have that spiritual thirst, that thirst for the things of God, that thirst, thirst for spiritual things that jesus quenches that thirst he said in john 6 35 i am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty and maybe you're thirsty today maybe you are thirsty for the things of jesus for the things of god and you're saying i need this thirst quenched i gotta have my thirst quenched come to jesus And he will quench that thirst. If you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, by believing in him, turning away from sin and repentance, confessing your faith, getting baptized, Jesus will meet you in that need and he will quench that thirst, that spiritual thirst that you've got. He can do it. And he wants to provide for that spiritual need that you have. So he wants to provide for you physically. Your shepherd wants to provide for you emotionally. And he wants to provide for you spiritually. And we worry about these things, don't we? We worry and we worry and we worry. Well, Jesus addressed this in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 33. I want to read this. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. of the field, which is here today and tomorrow certain to into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh you, O oh Sean of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If you will focus on wanting the things of heaven, you'll receive the things of earth that you need. If you will focus on wanting the things of heaven, the things of God, you'll receive the things of earth that you need. He will provide. He has promised over and over and over again in his word that he will take care of his sheep. He is the good shepherd who provides for the needs of his sheep. That's you and me. He will provide for your needs. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, in the Lord's Prayer... Jesus says, your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. In, in the passage you just read from Matthew 6, 25 through 33, your Heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows what you need. He's not blind. He's not oblivious. He's not off on some cloud somewhere worrying about things in the Middle East or global warming or anything like that. It's not what God's. He is intensely focused on you. So much so. And he loves you so much that he knows what you need. And he will provide for your needs. Do you trust your shepherd? That's what this whole thing boils down to. Is are you trusting your shepherd? He knows the way. And he will lead you and guide you to those lush pastures where you can rest and feed. He will guide you to those quiet waters, those still waters where you can drink and be spiritually quenched you know, uh, sheep can't uh, drink out of a raging river. It has to be still waters. It has to be quiet waters. That's where they drink. And the Lord will lead you to places of of, of green pastures and quiet waters, so He can meet your needs, your every need, whether it be physical, such as food, clothing, shelter. If it's emotional such as rest in a time of stress, or spiritual, when you're spiritually thirsty for God, he will quench that thirst. I believe this, that the same God who provided yesterday is the same God who will provide today, and he's the same God who will provide tomorrow. He's not going to change. He never changes. And he doesn't change the rules of the game. He doesn't say, oh, you know what, I'm... I'll provide for a while and then I'm going to kind of pull the rug out from underneath you and I'm not going to provide anymore. It's not what God does. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same God who provided yesterday is the same God who will provide today and he's the same God who will provide tomorrow. He's not going to give up on you. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on your faith. Don't walk away. And you may be struggling today with doubt. Will God provide? Yes, he will. You may be struggling with fear. Does God even want to provide? Yes, he does. You may be struggling with your faith, saying, I'm I'm not sure that I can keep going. Keep going. Keep following your shepherd. Because your shepherd will provide. And he is able to provide. I think those are the two ways that we doubt God the most. We doubt his love and his willingness to provide. And we doubt his ability to provide the fact that he can. And so we sit there and we get stressed out over our finances. Or we get stressed out over our health. And we wonder to ourselves, is God going to provide this time? Is God going to take care of us today? Is God going to provide in my time of need? The answer is yes. Your loving, good gentle shepherd will lead you to the places where he provides i like what max Ducato said he says what you have in your shepherd is greater than what you don't have in life what you have in your shepherd which is everything is greater than what you don't have in life and we think that we need so much and we're just burdened by all these things and all these desires and all of these wants and it stresses us out trying to keep up with the with the family down the block. We've got to have the newest and the greatest and the brightest and the best. We've got to have the, the latest gadget or the newest car or the nicest house. And all it does is it stresses us out more than we can even imagine. And so we get stressed out. And we worry, is God going to provide? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. You know, we uh, we think to ourselves, I gotta have this, and I gotta have that, and I gotta provide for this, and that we worry about, you know, things like savings accounts and retirement accounts. We worry about cars, we worry about clothes, we worry about food, we worry about all these things that we're not even supposed to be worried about. And and what's going to happen when we're gone? One of the wealthiest men who ever lived was John D. Rockefeller. of you ever heard of Rockefeller? Right, Everybody's pretty much heard of John D. Rockefeller, one of the wealthiest men in all of history. And his accountant was asked, how much did John D. leave? And his accountant, his accountant replied, all of it. All of it. So you may think I'm, I'm storing away in my barns and I'm, I'm, I'm getting all these things, I'm collecting all this stuff, and I've got all these clothes, and, and when you're gone, your relatives are going to fight over it. And it's not going to do you any good. So don't stress out about the things that you don't have. Don't stress out about the things that, that you want. Don't stress out about all these things. Instead, put your trust and your faith in your shepherd, knowing that he can and he will and he wants to provide. For your every need, whether it be physical, emotional, or spiritual, your shepherd will provide. Do you trust your shepherd? Do you trust your shepherd? Do you trust him to provide for your every need? Because he can, and he will, and he wants to. The trouble is, is like I said, when we can't differentiate between our wants and our needs, and we think, I gotta have this, and I gotta have that, and I gotta have this, and I gotta have that. In Luke 12, 15, Jesus said this, life is not measured by how much you own. Life is not measured by how much you own. And we think that you know it has to be that I got to have all this stuff and I got to have all these things. You don't all you need is your shepherd. And your shepherd can and will and wants to provide. Do you trust your shepherd? Are you following your shepherd? because he is leading you to the places where he will provide for your every physical, emotional and spiritual need. And when we trust him, he leads us to those green pastures and those quiet waters, and he gives us what we need, both physically and physically, emotionally and spiritually. What a good shepherd.